On this episode, Dude and Tyler drink their way through the entire Old Forester lineup, including a couple of barrel picks and the President's Choice. Find out what they think on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you like our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to check out our bourbon shirts and to buy a Bourbon Hunter Kinsey Dram. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Another episode of Bourbon Hunters. I'm Dude Pool. I'm joined by And today we have quite the lineup. We're doing the entire Old Forester uh, offering, basically. I mean, we've got everything listed in front of us, yeah. except for the 117 series, I'd say, yeah. and uh, Birthday Bourbon. That's those are the only two we're missing. Yeah. But we've got the 86 proof. We've got the 100 proof, just the regular shelfers. Then we've got the Whiskey Row series in front of us. We've got a single barrel, 100 proof, a single barrel, barrel strength, and the President's Choice. Yeah. You also had... Do you have the 117? Did you say that? I have Sorry. all the 117 so far. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't bring that out? I mean, if you'd rather do that than the President's Choice, we can do that. But that's three more. <laughs> <laughs> it's just three more. It's just three more. Um, Why don't we play it by ear and do President's Choice last, and if you want to do 117, I'll go grab it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Wow. So, uh, what's going on, man? I so, know, uh, this is, you're, you have to start off, this is your birthday episode. I mean, technically, it, the one that comes out this week is actually the 1792 episode. Mm, gotcha. But this will be a week after my birthday. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, yeah, my wife got me uh, a couple bourbon, or actually old-fashioned books. Um, I like that. Yeah, they were. I've got them in there. I'll show them to you later. And then she got me a painting, a hand painted painting of Banks and Bella. I feel like Trina does pretty good, thoughtful gifts. Generally, yeah. she does. Yes, um, I think I've never been disappointed by her gifts. Yeah. Now, the one thing she always does is she doesn't plan ahead very well. Mm-hmm. So I almost always get a printout of one of my uh, gifts. Oh, it's it, like, yes. It's not here yet yes. type of thing. I'm classic for that. So, I'm, yeah. But, I'm but you know what? I don't care. It's yeah. fine. So Jillian is like the over planner to the point where it will be like three weeks before my birthday. And she'll be like, hey, I can't wait anymore. Here's your birthday gift. Oh, Tr- if like, Trina had them in hand, she would do the same thing. Yeah. Because her, her big thing is she'll talk about the gifts so much like how she's worried about whether I'm going to like it or how she's so excited about giving it to me. And I'm just like... We're still a month out. Yeah. Like, settle down. Like, yes. I don't need to talk about it. Just give them to me on the day of. Yeah. And I get she's excited about it. And I, yeah. you know, I, I'm always questionable about my gifts. Trina is one of the worst people about receiving gifts. She cannot fake liking a gift for the life of her. So if I don't do well, it's immediately evident in her face. Yes. It is absolutely... 100% known right away if she doesn't like a gift. I will say, Jillian and I are pretty um, good with just getting each other the gifts that we want. We're like, hey, I want this. It's lame, 
Yeah, um, Trina does. But I, my problem is I don't really... If I want something, I say it, but I generally yeah. don't want anything. Yeah. Because you know me. If I want something, I usually just buy sure. it for myself, yeah. um, which is not fun for people shopping for me. And Trina does the same thing around her birthday. So like starting in November, her birthday is at the end of November, she'll start just shopping for herself. <laughs> I love that. Like a birthday month type of thing. And I, But like the problem is it makes it hard for me to get her anything. Yeah regular yeah i have to like go above and beyond because the regular stuff she just buys for herself Mm. it's absolutely infuriating yeah because then you know like that's even more pressure i like i i either completely swing and miss or i do a really good job and knock it out of the park there's no in between and it's because the the little things that might save it a little bit if i do bad she buys for herself so i just don't even get the opportunity to potentially you know buy those for her so Man, I feel so bad for Banks. He's limping around pretty hard. I know. Well, he just let's get to, to it. Here, though. Yeah, let's. So we've got 86 in the glass right now. The uh, the standard shelfer, what you see behind most bars if they have Old Forester. Um, sometimes they'll have the, the Whiskey Row series. Sometimes they'll have the 100 proof signature. Um, but uh, they almost always have 86 proof uh, behind the bar. And they'll use that for making drinks. They'll... You know, use it for a lot of different things, but uh, what do you get on the nose with the regular standard proofer? And I feel like this is a a watered down version of pretty much their entire taste profile. I feel like this one is a great intro to Old Forester because you're going to get all the tasting notes, but just none of the none of the yeah. uh, visceral type reaction. It's uh, to me, it's like this, like you said, the standard profile, and. I guess I'll have to, you know, we'll figure out if, if they all have this profile, but I, I feel like I thought that they had more of a dusty, nutty background to them. You feel like they do? Or Old Forester. Oh, okay. I, to me, Old Not Forester as much as, is the bananas. You yeah. know, like the bananas foster, the banana. Yeah. There's almost always some sort of underlying, yeah. you know, uh, note of banana. And I think where it disappears is as the proof goes up for me. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think where it, it gets a little tougher, too, is the Whiskey Row series because, the you know, you've got a couple of different things. The the 1910 is um, – is that the one that's actually uh, double-barreled? And then the 1920 is uh, – I can't remember which ones those are, right? Which, which Help me out here. So which one's the 1910? Is that the, the double-barrel? I want to say it is, but and then the 1920. What was so, so special about that one? That's a little bit higher proof, and that one's actually just the one they did right into prohibition. Um, yeah. But then the 1897s, they're hundred proof. That's the you know bottled and bond, and then the 90 uh, proof, the 1870 is their original batch. So I think they they kind of diverge a little bit from the the standard profile somewhat on these, just because of you know the the proof and the the finish and all that type of stuff. But 86, 100, the 100 um, single barrels usually have some some uh, banana to them. And then I feel like the President's Choice has a dusty banana to it because it's a little bit older. It's like nine and a half uh, sure. years or something like that. And because they do heat-cycled warehouses, their stuff's usually not that old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just tends to, I guess, take on the wood a little bit earlier than, you know, your typical... It's almost like uh, Texas. Well, not nearly as fast sure. as that, but... Uh, because Texas will stay hot for, you know, months, they'll do a heat cycle and, and it'll go hot, then cold, hot, and cold. So they get the breathing uh, a little bit faster, I feel like. 
So thanks, buddy. You just got to lay down, <coughs> take a load off, and relax. What do you get on the palate? Um, on the palate, so with the nose, you know, I, I definitely get a little bit of banana. Um, on the palate, I, I get that too. I almost get like um, <clears throat> uh, like a banana split. Yeah. But maybe not as bold. Right. It's like a... And again, we're used to high proof stuff, so the eighty six is usually not super yeah. crazy, um, and it, it's almost just more of a pleasant, um, soft drinker, really. Yeah. Um, and so all those flavors, I feel like, are just very, very uh, soft on the palate. Nothing really jumps out at you. Let's jump to the next. But... So this is my one of my personal favorites. Yeah, this is the. It is my recommendation for pretty much anybody. Anybody, anyone's like, hey, I'm going to the store. Um, what's just a good bourbon to get? I'm yeah. like this. Well, this, I say the same thing. It's cheap. That. It's uh, often available as a 750 and a uh, handle. Um, yep. And then the other thing about it is it's just really, really good, and it's never it's mentioned. great proof. It's never mentioned. No. Like, no one ever talks about this, but every time we put it in a blind, it goes to the finals almost every time. If, if they redid that label and like this was the standard 100 offering basically like that instead of the single barrel i i think that they could sell it for 65 dollars. yeah i mean it, it's so the one thing i'll say about old forester is their bottle game when you get off their shelfers and you get to their whiskey row series or their single barrel program their bottle game is outstanding yeah those bottles are so, so nice. hefty yeah they're hefty but they're a great shape they're easy to pour from they're easy yep. to handle they they Cork's stick up great. yeah and they stick up on the shelf pretty well yep. um i just the old forcer 100 i think it's their it's their budget bourbon but it's just but so also good. just the labeling of it as well I, I, it's really clear yeah it's well, concise you're not you're not it's got that old timey look to it, like especially the Whiskey Row series. But the, uh, but the, the, I guess the, what do you call it uh, when you have uh, the contrast on the other ones, like sure. the, the single barrels. The contrast on the labels is really, really pronounced. Um, I think they do a good job with how simple the the one hundred signature is on the bottle. It's got some embossing, but it also has the white, black, and orange. Yeah. Which I think really, really just uh, you know pops off the shelf. The problem is it's a little bit shorter and squatter, squattier, squattier, squattier than the uh, whiskey rose here. But it's it is the most ideal cabin whiskey. I mean, it's just good. It's like all it, around. That's if it's you were in, in the cabin in the in the woods, like that's kind of like the bottle you would expect to see sit, sitting yeah. on the shelf, you know? Yeah, and it, but it's good in drinks. It's yep. good neat. It's good because it's a hundred proof. You can even stand to put like a, a, a cube with it. What do you um, get on the nose? So this one, I this think this is more banana. Banana I, Foster, like yeah, too. I agree. So I get a lot of banana on this one. Caramelized and, sugar, and I think to me, Old Forester. Ooh, vanilla extract on the nose. Van Old Forester sh uh, shines at 100 proof. Yeah. Anything around 100 proof. So, like, you know, when you get up into the high, like, 130s and one the high 120s of, like, the, the barrel strengths, I don't think it does as well. No. I mean, it, you can water it down a little bit, and it tastes amazing, but it's just not it's just not where it's made to shine. <clears throat> um, 115 on the 1920 is really good, but the 93... Of the 1910, the 93 proof, and the 100 proof of the signature is just phenomenal. And then anytime I get a, a single barrel 
old Forester that's a hundred proof, I just have to snag it up. Or, you know, yeah. I, I never, I never not order the hundred proofers. Sure. I, to be fair, I never not order the barrel strings too, but <laughs> I, great point. But also they're easier to pass on, especially if you see them at a little bit higher of a price. You're like, Ugh. to me, they're not because once I get them, if it's too hot, I can just add a little bit of water and they almost every time I've never they drink had, well on the rocks. Yeah, well on the rocks, but also just add a little bit of water and it immediately yeah. opens up if it's too hot. Yeah. And it just changes the whole profile. Like sure. there's there's good stuff in every one of their bottles. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes that proof just, you know, overwhelms the the subtle flavors that come out of these bottles. But yeah, I agree. Vanilla, uh orange, um, and uh banana, I think are the three that I really, it's, really get. There's the palate has a lot going on for such a, a cheap cheap bourbon. Yeah, it's long lasting. It's, it's it has a good finish. Good, yeah. it, it's it good does. on the front side. It's coats the mouth well. Nose as well. Nose as well. I, I love Old Forester one hundred. I and I think we're pretty much Old Forester one hundred proof homers. Um, and the proof is just spot on. It it's is spot on. It's perfect and. Whatever they do for this one, I think this is, like you said, if, if people can handle 100-proof bourbon, this is what I steer people toward. If they're not super you know, uh, uh, educated in bourbon or super experienced in, in bourbon, I'll start people off with an Old Forester. Sometimes I'll send them to like a Woodford Double Oaked or something like that. Um, but there's just something about the Old Forester 100-proof that just really, yep. really... Every time I have it, it just surprises me. It's almost like I forget how good it is every time I, 100%. I I start to drink it. And it just blows me away. Yeah. So, um, I, as you can tell, we highly recommend the Old Forester 100. Absolutely. And that's the black and orange. That's not a special, you know, bottled and bond. It's just 100 proof. Um, uh, $22. And it's like, yeah, $22, $23, something like that. Yep. And then I think the, the 1.75 is, I think, 44 Yeah. So... Um, it's just, it's just good. I just, I don't understand. Seriously. And one of our favorite no things to do with this is blind it with a bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. sneak it in there for different things. You can almost bet anytime we do a blind, it's one of our favorites. It's one of the ones we throw in there just to mess with people because it's always so good and it's just so cheap. Yeah. But uh, you're right though. I've, I've had it so many times and every time I drink it, I forget how much I like it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, what do we got next? Yeah, I think 1870, right? So we'll start into the Whiskey Row series, go to the 1870. So what have you been up to? Well, uh, I mean, we just had the Arnold a couple weeks ago. Yep, they're just kind of just almost winding down from that. Yeah, and then we had St. Patty's Day. We had a whole bunch of birthdays at the gym. We had mine, Dan's, Rachel's. Um, there's just a, a whole bunch of birthdays right in March. And uh, I think it goes back to, you know... June is when that's happening, <laughs> and that's when everyone starts, you know, wearing less and less clothes, and I think people start getting frisky and, you know, beach stuff, party stuff, you know, late nights, things like that. I think, I think it just leads to uh, March birthdays, and you just had a birth that you. Uh, I did. Yeah, so you probably had a nice little June. Two weeks old today. Yeah. Two weeks old. So you probably had a little June uh, conception as well, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And what's what I always loved about my birthday is I shared that with my grandmother. 
Yeah. We both had March 20th as our birthday, as our birthdays. And she always said that I was her, I was her birthday gift. So <laughs> that's, not that's to awesome. say that I was her favorite, but I think I yes. was her favorite. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, she, um, she and I had the same birthday and we'd always, when she was alive, we would always talk on her, on our birthday and, yeah. and stuff like that. She'd always send me that, you know, grandmother, awesome. $5 check. You know? <laughs> the so, best. Um, <clears throat> you ever see the Seinfeld episode? Well, where he's getting all the checks from his grandma yeah. and he never cashes them. And then he decides someone tells him oh, that you need to cash them. That's just mean. So he goes and cashes them all at once. And it, and, <laughs> and it, her uh, checking account bounces. And so <laughs> she has to go all the way down to the, I think she gets mobbed. Uh, I think she gets uh, not mobbed, uh, mugged um, on the way down there or something like that. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you got your 1870 in there? I do. All right. Let's nose it. What do you think? It's sweeter on the nose. I keep accidentally pouring way too much, especially just, with how many we have. Yeah, that's not too bad, but still. Yeah, so this is um, this is if you aren't familiar with the whiskey row series, we have an episode about it. Uh, we've done we've actually released that episode twice. Yeah, uh, because of how popular it was. But um, if you're really interested in the whiskey row series, go back and listen to that episode. Um, basically, it was the invention of Old Forester to release the Whiskey Rose series to tell the history of their distillery throughout the years um, by, by producing batches around that time. So like the 1870 is their original batch. So that's the, you know, supposed to be like what they were, you know, batching back in 1870. Mm -hmm. Then they've got the 1897, which is basically their uh, homage. Homage. They pay homage. Homage. To uh, the Bottled and Bond, you know, act that passed that year. Um, and then they've got the 1910 and the 1920, even though those were released in opposite order. 1920 came out first. Um, that's their prohibition. Yeah, that's their prohibition release. And the 1910 is their uh, release where I think they double barreled because there was yeah. like a fire on Whiskey Row or something like that. And then they ended up with an accidental, you know, double barrel type action where they, you know, had some, a good result from it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but the 1870, yeah, I agree. Nose, uh, this is a 90 proofer, um, so we're backing down a little bit from proof, um, and we're going to do that a couple times throughout this, but uh, we back down a little bit to, to 90 like proof. strawberry nose. And yeah, there's something fruity. I, I still get bananas. I don't know yeah. why, but I still get bananas. I'm, I'm sure it's their mash bill, but um, it is a sweet nose for sure. I'll have to come back to That's a good one to come back to. Yeah. But on the taste, it's it's a soft drinker. Not in a bad way. So I feel like yeah. this is almost like the it's average. It's 90 proof. Yeah, this is almost like the average between the, the 100 that we already had and the 86 that we started with. I mean, it's I know it's closer to the 86, but it comes off soft. Sure. It doesn't have a long finish. Um, I feel like, you know, if you want to try out Old Forester, I don't recommend this because I think it's like 50 bucks or $55. Yeah. I'd recommend the 86 or the 100. But this is a good... Uh, if you if you don't mind spending the money, this is a good entry to the taste profile of Old Forester, I think, because yep. it is soft. It doesn't have a crazy long finish, um, but it does hit a lot of those same notes. Um, I, I feel like I'm getting, you know, the fruity the fruitiness of the other two uh, on the nose and on the palate, and but it, you know, just not a, a super long finish. Um, it's it's a soft finish, and I think people starting out would enjoy that. They may not enjoy the price tag of this whiskey row one, but uh, definitely the, the the flavor, I think, would be less, sure. uh, 
shocking, I guess. Yeah. That's good, though. Ugh. I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything on the Old Forester offerings outside of the Statesman that I dislike. And I, yeah. I don't even dislike the Statesman. It's just my least favorite of everything Old Forester puts out. And I don't know why. I don't sure. know what's so different about it. It might just be that proof point for that uh, mash bill. Or it might be a little bit of a different mash bill. I don't know. Uh, I don't know much about it. I just know that every time I have it, I'm a little disappointed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But again, if it's the only thing I drank that night, I'm sure I'd be fine with it. Sure. But I just, I never, I'm never drawn to it when I go into my bourbon room. I never, I see it sitting there and I just never drink it. 1870, right? The Statesman. Yeah. 1870s, fine. The Statesman, it's like a hit or miss for me. I've had it sometimes. I'm like, Ugh. my palate's going to make a difference on it. But like, I feel like Old Forester overpowers whatever I've done throughout the day to my palate. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'm ever disappointed in Old Forester, even mm. if I've had like Italian or garlic or something like that, which is a, a known palate destroyer. You know, yeah. I'll still have Old Forester and be fine. In fact, when I go to have Italian, if I'm going to have whiskey, if it's not going to be an old uh, old fashioned, uh, I generally get an old Forester when I go to have Italian. Hundred percent. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'd say the 1870 is good. Um, I still like the hundred proof better. Okay. Um, it, and it's funny because the 1870 starts that whiskey row series, like I said, and it ends up being, I think, fifty fifty five dollars. But the old Forester 100 proof is still better, in my opinion. What do you think between the two? Oh, 100, the 100 proof, hands down. I, yeah. For me, it's hard to beat the 100 proof because, um, like I said, I mean, for the for the price, and I generally don't think about it. You know, when we do the blinds, we don't think about the price. We're just doing flavor, you know, flavor only, basically, yeah. and, you know, nosing and stuff. But, you know, for the for the price, um, the the old forester just punches out of its weight class heavily always because it's just it's so cheap and it's just good i mean there's i'm sure there's people that just don't like old forester and so if that's the case then that's not going to be for you but i mean if you like old forester at all mm -hmm. it's absolutely ridiculous 1897 bottled and bond yep. this is whiskey rose series uh, entry number two, if you will, uh, in the in the chronological order of the history of Old Forester. Hundred proof. Yep, bottled and bond, so has to be at least four years old. Has to be a hundred proof. Has to be distilled from the same season, so it can't be a mixture of uh, you know multiple seasons. It has to be the same season. Has to be the same distiller, um, and uh, can't be a mixture of distilleries either. Mm. And technically, it's supposed, it's supposed to sit in an, uh, in a bottle, a bonded warehouse. So, like, supposedly locked and uh, you know checked up on by the federal government and stuff like that, yeah. as part of the uh, Bottled and Bond Act. Yeah, the nose is outstanding, very very fruity. Um, Love it. And I, you know, obviously you're hearing fruity a lot from everything we're tasting right now, but that's just part of I think the old Forester. Uh, it's not a youthful like floweriness or floral. It's it's uh, they're all from a nosing perspective. I never get much corn from these. Do you? No, not at all. And I think that's probably the heat cycled warehouse that kind of slowly removes that corn, you know, uh, corny flavor to it. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, it, it this has a really really <sighs> fruity note to it. 
So it's funny. I think the palette is the like opposite of it. Yeah. So I, I think if I remember when we did the uh, whiskey row series with Tyler, I think, or sorry, with uh, right. Brett, um, I'm pretty sure this was his least favorite. Yeah. So this one, it might have been 1870. You might get some fruit, one. but it's it's definitely on the tarty side. Okay. Let me, let me um, take a taste here, if at all. But I will say the proof shines. The proof absolutely shines. I see what you're saying with the tartiness. Like it's not not, not meaning it's late, but maybe it's a little it's, dry. It's full of tartness. Yeah. Um, I think this is. It's still good. Sure. Um, but I could see where someone you know, if if you're a big old Forester fan, where someone might not like this. I could see that. Yes. Because it doesn't have that same. But but if all these were exactly the same, then why would you do them? Yeah. You know, hundred percent. They need to be a little bit different. Um, and potentially expand the reach of the old Forester, you know, fans. Um, so I think it makes sense that this is going to be a little bit different, but yep. the nose on it, very fruitful, very, uh, and I don't even know what the fruits are, to be honest. There's obviously like a little bit of banana there, but I think that's true of everything old Forester for the most part. Going back to the nose, I can't really tell. I know. I, don't, I can't put my finger on what the nose is for me, but... Um, there's definitely some banana there, and it might be like banana with some vanilla. It might be or like blackberries, maybe. Mm-hmm. That could be. Yeah, there's something else you know, underlying there that's uh, that's kind of um, complementing the the banana. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the nose, whatever it is, it's it's really nice. And you're right, though. Like the what you get from the flavor isn't exactly matching the nose on this. So this is the first one that we've tasted where I don't feel like the nose and the and the uh, palate match up exactly. Hundred percent. But still good. If you had to rate the first four that we've had so far, how would you rate them? Is this your least favorite, uh, or would you say the eighty six yes. is? Uh, no, I'm gonna say it's got a much the the proof shines on this. So I want to go. Yeah. That's what but I was The 86 say. was the worst. Um, but still good. Yeah. Just soft. This, and then 1870, and then Old Forester. I think because of how soft the finish was in the original batch, yeah. I'm going to rank the 86 in the original batch um, three and four so far. Okay. And I'm going to put the 1897 at, at a distant number two from the Old Forester 100 signature. Yeah. So that's still my number one. Um, 1897, I mean, they're all good. But again, for different reasons, uh, 86 and the, and the 1870 are, I feel like, just a little too soft for my palate because I, I like a nice finish, and neither one of those have a nice long finish. Um, they're soft. I can understand what they're trying to accomplish with yeah. those, maybe bring in you know new whiskey drinkers. If you're a fan of the 86, you'd probably like the original batch 1870 the best. Yeah, that would be my guess. If you like the 100 signature, then I'd say that uh, you're probably going to like, I don't, maybe the 1920 the best. But we'll get to that when we get there. Um, so let's let's talk about the 1910. Open that one up. I don't even think it's opened yet because I finished my last one. Let me let me give it a little little rinse. You rinse, I'll open. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Cash me outside. All right, so the next one we're going to do uh, in chronological order is the 1910. And so this is the one that's labeled Old Fine Whiskey with a blue, you know, ink. And it's uh, 
It says, uh, in 1910, Owsley Brown crafted his personal stock of Old Forester, Old Fine Whiskey, at 117 West Main Street on Louisville's Whiskey Row. Um, our Old Forester 1910 Old Fine Whiskey is barrel-finished using Brown's exact process. So, um, it is barrel-finished. Now, they finish it. It is barrel-finished, but it's finished with new oak barrels. So it's basically a twice barreled. Uh, think about the uh, double oaked from um, from uh, Woodford Reserve, um, you know, something like that. But uh, I will say before we even get into this, this is one of my favorites that they have. It is. It's ninety three proof, so it you know hits a little lower than some of the ones we've had so far. Um, but not, not quite the lowest. But not the lowest. It's it's above the eighty six and the ninety. But there's something about, I think, the second barreling. You can just look at the, the color of it. It's yeah. darker. So that second barreling definitely played a, played a part on the flavor of this. But I'll tell you one, one thing that usually jumps out at me on this is there's an additional nose on this that you don't get from anything else from Old Forester. Yeah. And to me, this is almost like dessert in a bottle. I get some chocolate... So this one, you know, you talked about a banana split before. Yeah. I think this is similar to that in the sense that I get some chocolate. There's some underlying. Banana is not the forefront in this one. There's there's almost like um, maybe some leather and some um, maybe maybe tobacco. But I think for me, I get a little bit of chocolate in the back. Mm-hmm. I get the banana. But it's it's uh, I'm definitely getting some oak. I'm I'm getting some wood from it, um, and in the form of like tobacco, I think, and and maybe a little bit of that oakiness too. But like, I don't know what you get. What what? How's your nose on this one? I 100% agree on the the oaky side. Do you get the chocolate on the nose at all? Yep. Okay. But it's like a cocoa powder. Yeah, know? yeah. It's not like milk chocolate. Not even yeah. like and I or dark generally chocolate. speaking, when I when I when I say chocolate, it's either like a cacao, mm-hmm. like dark chocolate, or a cocoa powder. Yeah. Um and this one I'd say is like a cocoa powder type yes. of uh chocolate. Um Ooh, the palette though. The palette's ridiculous. The palette's it, ridiculous. I, I will say this is the one that <sighs> It's $55, $60, something like that. I think I... Uh, so this is probably one of my favorites. I might like this better than the 100 but just because it's a little bit... It's just almost three times the price. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Then and when it, you put the price next to it, you're like, I would need to blind this. Yeah, price adjusted, I'd say the 100 times. proof. But I think the 1910, like this is this one has Trina's tramp stamp of approval. Yeah. Um, this one is... Uh, she loves this. So, like, when we went to... Um, Ooh, go back. That's an orange sickle on the nose. Go back to the nose. Orange sickle? Oh, yeah. I can get that. Not nearly... I wouldn't say orange sickle, but there's definitely hints of orange and, like, cream. Like an This orange. is like a... That's like a... This is like a chocolate-dipped mandarin orange. There you go. Chocolate-dipped. That's good. I like that. Um, that's, that's pretty accurate. I, I like that. Chocolate-dipped mandarin orange. But I got this when Trina and I went to Louder Than Life. I, I've told the story on the podcast a few times. We went to Louder Than Life. We got a hotel in Louisville. Yeah. While she was getting ready on the first day, I just decided to run over to, to uh, Old Forester to pick up a bottle of 1910. 
And while I got, when I got there, it was during COVID. Yeah. And so at some places still had their COVID protocols going on. I get there and, and there's a little bit of a line out front. And I was like fourth or fifth in line. And so I'm like, what the hell? They, they limiting how many people can go in the gift shop and it's that busy on a Thursday morning. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on is, you know, limiting how many people are going in. They're like, no, no, no. We're, uh, re- we're releasing President's Choice here in about 10 minutes. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I remember texting you, and you're just like, I hope you don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like fifth in line, dick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the funny thing is, is when they first, when they, when, by the time they started letting us in, which was only like maybe 10 minutes later, yeah. the line was all the way down and around the block. Really? Yes. So people piled in quickly. Oh, um, super quickly. It was almost like as soon as someone found out, the word got out and all the locals showed up immediately in mass. It was yeah, crazy. That's fucking crazy. And I just happened to just stumble, stumble. upon it. Yeah. It was just stupid, dumb luck. Yeah. Stupid, dumb luck. And when you got in there, they already had them bagged up to just save you time. And I bought the 1910 for the weekend. Don't you actually love that, though? There's something yeah. obviously oh, yeah. nostalgic about picking your bottle off of a shelf. Right, versus... Like a bl- like when you go to Buffalo Trace. I don't, I don't care but about it's that. Because like, to me, even if I would have picked it up off the shelf, the story would have still been me just blind luck stumbling yes, upon. Yes, So I wouldn't have... That didn't right. bother me. Yeah. Um, because I went there fully expecting just to grab... That they would have nothing there special and that I would just walk out with a 1910 that I would drink over the weekend for louder than life. That was my expectation. And so I kept that 1910 in my, in my uh, trunk all weekend long. And that's, we, when we got to the parking lot, we would just tailgate. She drank some of that. She actually really enjoyed it. Um, so that's what I mean by it's got that tramp stamp of approval. She likes that. Um, it's, it's, Easily one of my favorites of the old Forester lineup. Nice of all of the old Forester lineup. Have you had any good food lately? Any good new food? Um. So, went to Mezzo on Saturday. Okay, Mezzo's pretty there. good. Have you been there? Nope. So it's an Italian restaurant. Um. It's more of a fancy Italian Is restaurant. An old Dublin. Mm-hmm. The old side of the river. It's right beside. Like Tucci's yes. and all that stuff. Uh, it's right there. It's right across the street from Ginny's. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I had some mezzo. Have I, you? What's What's the um, the Asian restaurant that's right there? Uh, I can never remember. Oh, that was good too. J Lou. J Lou up yeah. the street. Yeah, I bit. thought. Yeah, I thought. That and they that used was to have too. a great buffet on Sundays. Ooh, great buffet, and it was a mixture of Asian oh. and Italian and a whole bunch of things. J Lou's. Yeah. Wow. Their, their their brunch buffet was phenomenal on nice. Sundays. It's it's pricey. It's like fifty bucks a person, mm. maybe maybe forty. I'd have to re- I'd have to think about it, but it's expensive. Yeah. So like, it's not somewhere you take the kids with you, and if they're expecting to eat as well. Like your kids probably fine because you're going to feed them from you know bottles yeah. most likely. But like when our kids were with us, we never we wouldn't go there. It was too expensive. Special occasion maybe. I think we went there for an Easter one time. Um, but anyway, uh, went to Mezzo. I got the short, the braised short rib gnocchi. Gnocchi. It was gnocchi. phenomenal. I fucking love gnocchi. Oh, me too. That and risotto, when risotto is done well, risotto yes. is Fucking freaking ridiculous. Yeah. A lobster risotto oh. or a truffle. There's a mushroom risotto, mushroom tru- a mushroom truffle risotto at the service bar down yeah. at Middle West Spirits that it will just freaking knock your socks off. I'm not kidding. I love that. It is so good. Yeah. Um, when I was there with Taste uh, TSR, yeah. 
um, we went there, had a had a uh, a drink and had dinner, and Middle West Spirits basically just hosted us uh, because the next day they were doing a, a barrel yeah. uh, tasting, a barrel pick, and uh, that was the night before the Indiana game at Ohio State, and I had tickets to that. They offered for me to come do the tasting with them, and I was I was kind of mad because I knew we were going to kill Indiana, and we did, but. Uh, I think it was like 63 to 10 or something <laughs> stupid like that. But And it was like crazy cold and snowing. It was like 60 degrees the day before and then snowing the next day. Yeah. Um, and they were like heckling me, texting me while they're doing the tasting. Like, wish you, I bet you wish you came here now. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, assholes, I get it. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, that was good. That risotto was really good too. Yeah. What other, but the mezzo, mezzo uh, was good. What, what else have you had? Well, let's see. I always right go here. to Oscars. Oscars, where's that? Uh, it's right beside. Um, it's right across the street from Tucci's. Okay. Um, that was that's always good. I I I like their. They have a turkey, angel hair pasta turkey meatball mm. um, thing. So like, if we're trying to watch our macros, we'll do that. They also have a uh, a ribs uh, meal that nice. is decently cheap but really good. Nice. Um, and you know, we always go to the Pearl. Yeah. Uh, went Pearl to Cap City for my birthday yesterday. Ooh, uh, had a Philly cheesesteak, and then they give you a, a free dessert. Ooh, so I got the carrot cake, which is so good there. I'm not a huge carrot cake fan, but there, but Cameron Mitchell, all the restaurants do carrot cake very well. Mm. Um, came back and Trina had bought me a uh, cookie cake. I love nice. it. I'm not a cake. I cookie, I, cookie cake, cake so. is where it's at. I'll. I, I'd put down one of those cookie eggs. There's one. There's some more upstairs if you want some after we're done. Um, You can finish off the wings with some cookie cake. We have an absurd amount of wings to eat, by the way. Yes. How many did you buy? (laughs) Uh, Did you get more than 40? I think I got a 45. (laughs) All right. That's fair. I said 40. So that's that's reasonable. So we already did the 1910, right? And you've got the 1920 in your glass. I've got a pour to catch up. And after this, we'll only have three three left. Whether well, unless we decide to unless we decide to do some fucking one seventeen. While we nose and taste this, I've had Bendy Walk, which is in German Village. It's oh yeah, you were talking about place. that on our thread. Yeah, um, you like that? Oh, just incredible. Some of the best. I'm a big egg roll guy. Yeah, and some of the best egg rolls I've ever ever had. Really? Yes. And where is that? Uh, it's in German Village. It's it's right across from Nationwide Children's. Basically, really? okay. Yeah. Speaking of that area, have you ever been to shit? Um, there's a restaurant right by Lindy's? there. Wendy's. Yes, Wendy's. Lindy's. No, not Lindy's. I don't think. I don't think it's Lindy's. Lindy's is. Is that a hole in the wall? No. Okay. No. Then not Lindy's. It's it's like two or three blocks south yeah. of of the ho- of the. There's hospital. also a Venezuelan place down there that was incredible as well. I'm trying to remember what it was. Trina and I have gone there. We've we went there on our anniversary. We love that yeah. place. Um, I'm trying to remember what the place is called now. Um, but we uh, we just love. Ooh, that's a good palate. Yeah. What What do you get on the nose? Um, it was a little dusty and dry and just like bland. Okay. But it makes sense when when you go to the palate. It is definitely a dry, dusty taste to it. Sycamore. Have you ever been to the Sycamore? No. Outstanding. But I've, I've heard it's really good. Outstanding. Also, Chapman's. I've never been there, never but been there. I think I think we have reservations All coming right. up. So um, you think this is a little dusty on the 
palate, but yes, not on the nose. Maybe on both. Mm. Maybe on it's both. It's a little dusty on the nose. The 1920, yeah. so this is 115 proof. The 1910 we did before was 93 proof. Yeah. Um, this one, I will say the one thing I, I like about the 1920s, I don't feel like it presents itself as a 115 proof. No, not at all. You now feel the one like you're barely jumping from the 100 to the yeah, and I think the I think the oak of the 1910 really makes it punch stronger yeah. than it is. Yeah. Um, now the one thing we can't do the 1910 and the 1920 without talking about the 1915. So, Correct. lots of people take the the 1920 and they'll do a 50 50 mix up between the 1920 and the 1910, and they'll create what they call a 1915. Sure. It has nothing to do with the Whiskey Row or Old Forester as far as, like, you know, uh, uh, telling a story about Old Forester. It's just them doing math. Half and half, 1920, 1910 equals 1915. And people will do that mixture, and it's actually really good. Have you ever done it? No. It's become so popular that people have actually made labels. They have gone to Photoshop to make labels that look like Old Forester, 1910, 1920, but it says 1915 on it. Yeah. And they'll oh, that's use, funny. Yeah, it is funny. Like people just have way too much time on their hands. But they'll take an old Forester bottle, they'll mix them together, and then they'll pour them back in the old Forester bottle or old Forester bottle, and will relabel them with a 1915 label. It's just funny. Um, but that's good too if you've ever had it. So, I've not done that. So if you and it doesn't have to be exact, but if you get a chance sometime and you have a 1910 and a 1920 sitting at home, just do a little pour it by eye. And do a little half and half. 1910 and a 1920 mixed to be a 1915 is actually pretty good. And maybe we do that instead of the uh, president's choice. I don't know. I don't care. We'll see. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a While good While I liked it, I, I don't know. I definitely think that the 1910 is better. And I think the regular Signature 100 is better. You think the the signature one hundred is better than the nineteen twenty? I think so. Yeah, just okay. a better yeah. profile to me. So we've done six so far, and let's go ahead and stop here and rank them, because the next three are either ones you're never going to get a hold of, or they're ones that are single barrels that you're never going to get a hold of. So Correct. they they stand alone. From the standard the old forester, uh, yeah. So like the the all the ones that we've done so far, you will have the opportunity to buy if you want to. Yeah. Somewhere. So I'm gonna go s- the 1910. Number, I think number one. Yeah, it's okay. a little bit more consistent. It, um, it's a little bit more refined. Yeah, there's something extra to it. I yeah. think it, it's it's got it's a just, lot of the old forester yeah. notes, but it's got like a it's little just, bit more it's clean. oak. It's got yeah, but it's also clean. You got the oak on the nose, finish. yeah. And for being only ninety three proof, it actually finishes really yes. well. Like I said, it, it I feel like it punches above its weight class. Yeah. Um, so then I want to go signature one hundred, okay. sure, especially for the price. Mm-hmm. That that honestly might be that's interchangeable with nineteen ten as far as value, price like and value yes. for sure. I think value, even the signature one hundred, is probably the, the if choice. someone were giving you. Let's just take value out of this and just someone the gives you all these bottles. I yeah, I think the nineteen ten yeah. for sure. Um, uh, then from there, the I'm going to go 1920, then the 1870, um, 
then the 1897, and then the, the 86 proof. I think that's my order. Okay. Um, I don't remember how I ordered them before, to be fair. Yeah. But I'm going to say 1910 to, as well. Signature 100, then 1920, and then whatever I said before that. Okay. Do you remember what I said before that? Mm, I know you don't. 1870, and then I think you also agreed that 1897. No, I think I went to the 1897 next. Okay. Because it was a better finish. Sure. At 1897, or I'm sorry, at 1870 and 86, finishing like back to back, remember? So to do these next three bottles in this order, I think it's it only does it justice to do the president's first. Because it's lower proof? Well, just it's also more sought after, and we've had a number of different drinks People so could i want have to that it's different year to year too though um so each president's choice they're not batching it like they do uh the 100 proof or the or any of the ones we've done up to this point they're all batched up to this point they're all batched yep. president's choice um i'm not going to i don't know that it's single barrel cuz i don't think it is i think it's batched but it's a limited number of barrels to produce a flavor i'm pretty sure Okay. I but yeah. So like what it says on here, there's handwritten stuff on it. It says the president's choice uh, for the distinguished whiskey drinker, mm. and uh, it's uh, also this one says it's barrel number twenty one. So it is a single barrel. Okay. Um, but this one says this is a selection aged nine summers. So it may not be a full nine years. Yeah. But it's at least nine summers, and it's forty eight point one five percent ABV, okay. which. Would be 96.3 from a proof perspective. Sure. Which is right up there. It's above the 1910. It's above the 1870. It's right near the 100 proof, obviously. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, taste this. What I remember about this is it's a little bit... I'm going to do a fresh glass for this one, actually. Mm, I don't have one, but... Oh, you used yours. I've got one right there. That's all right. All right. You already poured. Yeah. Great. What I remember about this is it does have a little bit of an older, oakier type of flavor, but I haven't nosed it's it a yet. Very, so. It's a very sweet nose, very sugary. I feel, like, like I feel like the nose, nose. I feel like the nose is very, very, very old forester. Yeah. But pound cake's a good descriptor. I like so, that. Because it's a little lighter. It is a little lighter. Yeah. It's got like a sugary, a lighter. Vanilla burst note. Yeah. But there's vanilla still that, note, but that yeah. banana is still underlying. Yeah. The the the, and and the typical banana note that you get on a lot of Old Forester and even like Jack Daniels, because they're the same, basically uh, distillery mash bill company whatever you want to call it. Um, I think, yeah, this is. You're right. Pound cake's a good one. Fruity, definitely banana on the like, it, banana is a major, uh, contributor to to the nose for me. Did you already taste this? No answer. Did I ever? Did you already taste this? Yes. Yeah. What did you think? I, I need a second one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely get a, a longer hug on this for sure. So, and I think you're going to get a lot more oak as well. It's older. It's probably almost twice as old as a lot of the stuff you drink from Old Forester. And it, it definitely shows, but it's not overpowering. Um, the proof is okay. What's the proof on this? Oh, yeah. There's definitely... This is crazy. It's 96.3. Oh, it does not... It, it drinks like 110. You think so? Yeah. Here, Here's my take real quick. 
I've had this multiple times and it's made different impressions on me every time. Yeah. First time I ever had it, I was like still probably in the afterglow of getting it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I still feel that way. It's really good. Yeah. But I'll say that I taste all of the notes of the Old Forester 100 with a nice oaky, tannic kind of back end. Sure. So it's it's got a – the finish isn't even as strong as the 100, I don't think. It's, but it's a good finish. But as it travels through the tongue to the to the throat, I get a little bit of a, an oaky back end, and then it kind of bursts a little bit more oaky to the back of the tongue. And then there's like a little bit of a tannic flavor to it, but then it, it doesn't disappear on the finish. But the finish sure. isn't as strong as the 100. Sure, sure. But the oak definitely makes a presence. I think the fact that it's twice as old as the, and maybe not twice as old, but at least a third older. That's, that's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I'm glad I have this. I, it's already half gone. It's probably more than half gone, to be fair. Um, so another foodie question. Yeah. <clears throat> this was an argument with um, my friends. That's not so really good. an argument, but more of a discussion. Your friends from Michigan? What food group has the lowest floor or the highest floor? The highest, yes, the highest floor. Wait, the highest floor? You yes. mean? No matter the no matter I would where you're getting it. Pizza. You think pizza? There's the there's the saying for a reason that pizza's like sex, right? It's never bad. It doesn't matter how bad it is; it's still good. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you're getting it; it's good. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. So, so like even you, even <laughs> you think like Little Caesars still phenomenal. Oh, DiGiorno pizza. Let's not let's not throw the word phenomenal in there. But it's it's got the highest floor. Yeah, it's got the highest floor. So Little Caesars, I'll eat it and I'll enjoy it. Okay. Even I generally enjoy bad pizza. Yeah. Yeah. A hot and sleazy, five dollars. Hot and sleazy. Yes. We call them <laughs> hot and sleazies. Fair enough. I mean that's that tracks. Yeah. Five dollars. At least when, when I was in school. I think they're still five dollars. As a college kid, you could not get a better value. No, meal. it's like a short five dollars for a beat. fucking large yeah. pepperoni pizza. Yeah, that would at least if you smash that entire pizza, holy fucking shit! Even the drunkest or highest you've ever been, that's still impressive. Yeah. But at minimum, you have two meals. You have dinner that night, lunch the next day, whatever, for fucking five dollars. Or cold pizza for or breakfast. Or cold pizza in the for breakfast yeah. for five dollars. No, I listen. I, so am I? Are you in agreement? Um, what's, your, what's your highest floor? If it's not pizza, what would it be? I mean, I t- to me, pizza also doesn't stand out. Like I've had some really good pizzas, and I'm it, like, it has the crazy. lowest ceiling as well. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could get that. Um, I could get that. Like steak has a, a high so, so the variant, floor, right? Yes, high floor. a high ceiling. You mean? Yes, high ceiling. It could have a very low floor, though. Sure, tough, sure. grow like not cooked well, whatever, yeah. not seasoned. I, I think well. we're putting this. So my my no, buddy I think, said, I, I I think we're in the right. So my my buddy said Thai food, and is I said the lowest or the highest floor. Basically, the, the he's basically saying he likes all Thai food. 
Yes, no matter where it's coming from. And I said not Thai. I said no. Chinese. I could go to, yeah. I could go to the fucking food court and Chinese. There is <laughs> right Panda Express, uh, Panda Ex- Golden Panda Ex- Chopsticks. It's impeccable. That would be to a me. that would be a close second. That's like pizza. Like, would, that's a close second to pizza. I almost I, 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 I almost enjoy Chinese more when it is shittier. The shittier <laughs> Chinese is. I I want to question more, whether more, or not the I'm going to fucking be on the is. toilet that night. Okay, so here's a hot take. You ready for but this? But not Thai. No, 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 Thai to no. me. I, I'm I'm right there. With I, you. I, it has to be a higher quality. Here's a hot take. You ready for this? Sure. This is the good stuff. This, this is the meat. Yeah, this is the good the stuff. The potatoes. Here's my hot take. So pizza, we already established when it's bad, it's still good, yeah. right? Chinese food, I consider to be like Mexican food. High end Chinese and high end Mexican, there's no place yes. for it. There's what, no place for it. What's the high end uh, Chinese place in Polaris? Oh, Molly Wu's. Molly Wu's. Like, yeah, that's say, a that's a camera mental restaurant. Yeah, yeah. You go in there, you have a good meal, but you're like, right. But it's why? But why did I spend this much money? Yeah, same it's like with, I just, same with good Mexican food. It's, in my it's opinion, like a, you I just have, got an eight and a half. Right. When no, the, listen, the local place was at eight point three, you're you can, like, yes, you can have a good Mexican meal. You can have a good Chinese meal for cheap, very cheap. And then you go and you spend a shit ton of money. And you have a little bit of maybe a little bit better, a little more creative something. Yeah, it's but it's not worth it's not never, worth the price. Never. Ever. So so is that a hot take or do you agree with that? Oh, hundred percent. So, I mean it could yes. still be a hot take for some I, people. I personally would put Chinese just slightly above because things like the above, rice above Mexican. Yes. Like the rice, I'm gonna take the rice, but I'd be the other way around. Actually, no, that's not true. But chips and cheese, I, no, you no, also no, get that. Here, I, I'm not the other way around. But I'm, like I'm egg like, rolls. I'm further away from what you're saying. Mexican food, I think, is so much better when you go to like a a food uh, truck. Yes. Or when you go to just a hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant and you're getting authentic food sure. for cheap. Yeah. Like authentic Mexican is so underrated. Oh, of course. So underrated. And here's the thing. I made some Chinese food in the United States. It is hard to find authentic Chinese food in in the United States. I think you almost have to go to like a Chinatown or somewhere like that in like San Francisco or, you know, other places that have like New York or somewhere like that. One of the best Mexican places I've ever been up in Detroit in the, in the ghetto, the, it's called Mexican town was Xochimilco's and it was incredible incredible and it's not like a high-end place it's average prices they, but it's they, like they shouldn't be yes and i and it's funny because i feel like you pay for you pay more for americanized mexican sure. than you do for authentic mexican and authentic mexican is far it's and away exquisite. better. it's fucking far exquisite. and away better far and away better and it might be sloppier it might look worse on a plate but it oh, just but, tastes better man am i wrong cor- am good- i wrong no, good right. fucking corn tortillas, toasted. Corn tortillas, corn tortillas, tacos as well. Corn tortillas are the dirty little secret to all Mexican. Flour tortillas suck. So I, did I did I Flour tell tortillas you suck. that I've yes they they do and did I tell you my recent halfway authentic tacos that I made that were just like the best tacos I've ever not ever had but I've ever made. Uh, you haven't told me about this. So, so, let's, let's so about Aldi has their. While he's not, talking about this, I'm going to introduce our next 
one. We are now moving on to our single barrel, 100 proof. This is a bourbon enthusiast pick. I think the next one is also a bourbon enthusiast pick. Uh, say mash and grape on it. Correct. That's bourbon enthusiast. But I mean, the label down below does say correct. Mash. Oh yeah. So yeah. bourbon enthusiast. Okay. So so go ahead, Aldi. Um, Aldi has not carne asada, but it's the same thing in in a way. Carne picada, which is it's better for stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's basically diced up. Sure. Ground beef without being ground, right. you know, or not ground beef. It's uh, as it's close. Beef. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's it's got good it's fat as close content. To ground beef as it can be without so being ground beef. Yeah. I did it in the pan, which I think it'd be better on a flat top, more surface area, a little bit higher heat. And so you to just brown the outside of it first. Yes, but I but I just did your traditional taco seasoning, but I didn't do them in there with it. I actually pulled it out with a light coating of oil and mixed it in there. I put that back in the refrigerator for an hour. All the difference. And let it basically to meld meld into the. And then I I just I do the same thing with my with my chili. I know it's not exactly the same, but I'll make my chili. So like if we're having a chili cook off on Saturday, yeah, I'll make my chili on Friday. Yeah, I'll I'll make my brisket. I'll get it to you know temperature. I won't finish the brisket. Sure. I'll get it to the point where you normally take it out and wrap it. Yeah. And then I pull the brisket off. I cube it basically, put it into the to the chili, yeah. cook the chili till about eight or nine that night. Yeah. And then I take it off the heat, put it in the fridge. Yeah. And let it sit in the fridge for like. Never cook it that day for chili. No. Never. You reheat it. And yes, it, but, but it's, it's the tomatoes fucking... and everything yes. Yes. that you use in your chili, it just, the enzymes <clears throat> and everything, it breaks yeah. down the meat and it just adds to the flavor. And so, so that extra day or 12 hours or 14 hours funny. or whatever. Oh, yeah. But and as long as you, so. I'll do that. But then on Sunday, it even tastes better. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. better. So for the most part, all, all meat that I have, I will bring out and bring to room temperature and also that's a huge point that yes, most people don't do yes if you're cooking steak you and, and beef just in general for an even cook you have to bring it to room temperature yeah. that's the one of the most key Number things you can do for fucking cooking your 100 um but also if you do a dry brine on your meat um that usually pulls you know excess moisture Most out as it, well yeah. right. so that's always good patting it dry um, but anyway, so I, I cooked this meat. I doubled up uh, corn tortillas with a little light oil in the pan, toasted them up. But I also had the um, queso blanco. So it's, you know, the yeah. crumbly white cheese. Right. Put that in there. Put some um, diced white onions. And also. Stop sorry. being so damn animated. Yeah. You're like shaking the whole room. I know. Um, and then I had a green verde sauce and yeah. then a, I mixed. Did you just say green, green sauce? No, green verde sauce. So salsa verde. Doesn't verde mean green? Yes. Green, so green, sauce. green, 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 sauce. green, green <laughs> sauce. A verde <laughs> sauce. But then I had uh chulua <laughs> with sour cream, mix those together. That over top. It was fucking incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And that is as unauthentic authentic as i can do at home that's not i mean let's let's be fair. because the verde sauce was actually it was a cilantro lime verde sauce but you know what oh, let's be fair so good if you're making it at home it's already decently authentic to begin with you sure. know i mean let's let's be fair about yeah. that outside of like stoning your own tortillas and shit like that you yeah you know you're you're doing a good job, yeah. and you're using corn tortillas, not flour. Let's get on the nose here. We're down to yeah. our last two. So we've got a single barrel, hundred proof. This is from Bourbon Enthusiast. 
It, it could be the six I had before this. The nose is more traditional brown Old sugar. Forster, brown sugar. Oh, bourbon, you mean? Yes. Traditional. Okay, let me nose it and see what I think. I get the brown sugar, but I still get banana. I mean, I'm still getting banana. <sighs> oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> this is the one that I ha- I got for uh, you. I wish. This is the bottle I got for you. Yes, yes. Yeah. We need to put this. If we haven't already done this, we oh, need this to put. This is good. And it's got a little bit of a dusty finish to it. We need to blind this with Old Forcer 100, with 1910, and President's Choice, or one 117. Blind those. Right now? Let's do it now. No. <laughs> no. We'd be yeah. calling an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> um, there definitely you get is the some, dusty finish to it? Yeah, but there's definitely a long hug and a, a second hug, you know, a second yes, pour. Yes, the dragon's breath, as uh, as uh, yeah. Chris says. Yeah. And it I mean, shows Chris almost came tonight and brought Pappy. I'm like, yeah, why? we got a lot. But got- you know what's funny is I, I didn't tell him this, but so... On my way here, our last time, when it was just going to be me and you after Brett left, I was like, you know what? I, I pulled up and I parked and I'm like, you know what? Tonight would have been a fucking really good night to have dude's neighbor over. And I come downstairs and he was here. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so fucking funny. That's hilarious. That's you so didn't funny. tell me that. No, no, that's funny. I literally thought that as I was he's pulling up. He's a good guest, like, too. I'm like, I, exactly. I like having him on. He's, he's, he's super he, knowledgeable. And he's reasonably, like, as far as his taste and his... Uh, yeah. You know, he's not like crazy nosy, but he has a good yeah. nose and he has a good palate. But, he, he's but a wheat lover, so like he's the perfect. opposite of me in the sense that he tells good stories. <laughs> he pays attention. He pays attention. He's, he's attentive. He's not in his phone. <laughs> he gives a so he's shit. Like, he's like Brett. He's like Brett. yeah. He's like Brett, but he's got he's got really good stories too. He's no, got he good did. Stories. He did have some good stories. The the golf stories he had last week were pretty good. Yeah. And then some of his aviation stories yes. have been really good as I, well. I could. Every episode could be about flying, and so, me and you would fucking love it. I ran out because you did aviation. I did, and you fly. You flew a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do fly a lot. Oh, I don't anymore. Well, I fly now, like as a traveler. Yeah, that's what not, I mean. Like, as, as business. Yeah, so yeah. I those conversations into, are great. They are, and I ran into him tonight. Uh, yeah, that's where he almost came over, and he's like, you know, I gotta actually spend some time with my wife, and I'm like, I get it. I'm, I'm right there <laughs> with you. But uh, no, we were talking, and and he. he he apologized to me. He's like, he goes, I, I I started the conversation like, hey, how did you feel after our night of having ten drinks? He goes, I was a little hungover. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, uh, yeah, me too, man. That was a rough morning the next day because we recorded two episodes back to back, the yes. 1792 and the Maker's Mark. We recorded the same night, and um, well, and and you guys had like six makers, and then we, we had did. like five, Four or five uh, 1792s. So it was like 10 or 11, plus we had a primer of Rebel uh, You guys 10. were here for a while, We though. were. Um, and but. then we went up and killed some Donatos. He goes, hey. He's like, I meant to apologize. Was I rambling on the podcast? I was like, no. I said, <sighs> if you remember, Tyler finished the episode by telling a shit story. Yes. And uh, that ends up being the intro, too. Oh, for love our, it. Yeah, love it's it, good. Love it's it, good. Love it. <laughs> so it publishes tomorrow. Um, tomorrow night. I can't wait. But, but he was all apologetic, and I'm like... No, man. I said, that's the charm of our show. Yes. We drink a lot on the show. And and when we do, I think that's what gets people to tune in, to be honest, is listening to our <laughs> listening to our stupid shit. Yes. Tyler's excited. We've got some wings waiting for us. They've been sitting here for about an hour now. They're um, probably just marinated in they, their heat oh, they, sauce. They've got to be perfect They're right now. They've got to be perfect right now. 
so perfect temperature, perfect if sauciness. Some, if we have some non Columbuses, Columbusanis, Columbusites, Columbusites, <laughs> um, or if we do have some Columbusites listening, I will say that growing up uh, out of the state, um, especially in the rural town that I did, there was no such thing as good wing places. I mean, did we had beat ups. ups. We had yeah, beat ups. I don't like beat ups. But beat ups when they first blossomed as a company had good wings, or they had back okay the stuff. Back, back in, in the, the day. day. I'm talking like early 2000s. Or, no, no, no. I had B-dubs in like 1990, I don't know, 1990-something. Maybe, yeah. And they were good. Yes. Now they're not I maybe, And, and not, here's the thing. I big. grew up, every time I had Hooters, like I shit my pants. Their wings shit are my, huge. I shit my pants. And their flavors were good. So You take away the, the scantily clad women. and I never wings, thought Hooters was that great. No. You mean flavor wise, or are you well, talking about like, the women? I I was too young to really appreciate wings, and I and they made me like have to shed every single time I had them when I was younger. <laughs> so and I I didn't really have a Hooters near and me. If you're outside of Florida, ups. Hooters is nothing. You, yes. there, there's there's like the women aspect of Hooters is nothing outside of but Florida. It's when terrible. I moved down to Columbus, or I had I had Roosters for the first time. Anytime that someone comes into town, I'm like. Let's, we're going to Hooters or we're going to Roosters. Roosters. Yeah, like wait till you have these wings. They have and good sauces. Your, it's they your have... ideal sports bar. Bar like it's it's decently well lit. Do you ever go to um, um, Quaker it, Steak? Yeah, that's where I would go growing up because the Quaker Steak was decent. Yes, that was good too. But the oh, I didn't sauces. have one in Michigan. Their sauces. The only place I ever was around one was over in Youngstown. Yeah. So when we came that, into that's town, close we, to where they started. Yes. So was we it Erie, there. Pennsylvania? I think is where they started. Maybe I don't know. Um, but those were fantastic. But growing up outside of that, I didn't have but, that. But here's the thing: for me, wings, sauces make all the difference. Yes. Unless, in, in and here's the exception to that. If they're smoked wings, they don't yeah. have to have great sauces. Yes. Or like the pearls. Or, or nasties. Yeah. Nasties here in town, they smoke their wings all day long. Yeah. And their wings are phenomenal. And you don't have to have any sauces on yeah. them or anything. But so, like for a good wing, I think the sauces are, are so super Roosters important. isn't the best wing I've ever had. No, but they're but meaty. It's, it's meaty. They're not overly and the, breaded. And their it's flavors perfect. Are good. Their flavors are good. Yeah. They're so consistent with their sauce. Yeah. Like they're they don't skimp on that. They don't skimp on the size. No. They're just they're so fucking consistent and 100%. good every single time. I agree. Um and that's yeah. that's underrated. Yes. It really All right, is. Let's dive into this last so one. So this is a barrel strength. What's the uh, proof on this one? It's sixty four point nine five or seven five? Seven five. 64.75 alcohol, 129.5 proof. That's almost we're 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 touching cotton. We're touching we're at 130 the proof almost. We're right at 130 proof almost. So we're touching. Nose, cotton. it could be the nine that we've had. By the way, we've had some pretty for those of you who don't know what touching pores. cotton means. I was trying to reference uh, Tyler shitting himself. Touching cotton means your poop's about to touch the underwear. Ooh. That's what that means. Nice. That's a good so, reference. Just so you understand. Also, when my buddies say I'm touching cotton, that means I got to get them to a bathroom stat. Stat. So uh, that means the poop the, is, is making an appearance. The other thing to note is our pores have been very minute. Yours. <laughs> I fucked up a few of mine. Maybe. Mine, mine have been a little stronger than yours, yeah. I feel like. 
But, um, but you, you've done a good job on your pours. I've I've done a hit and miss job on my pours. So this is the one we're going to taste and then add just a, a, a very small splash of water, although you're almost empty already. Yeah, I only do like two sippers. No, I will say, oh, I didn't mind this. You're like over there choking. Uh, it just went down the wrong pipe. And when no, this gotcha. goes down the wrong pipe. That's so funny. I say uh, pipe as well. Trina says hole. And then I get a little bit of a sexual vibe out of that. Yeah. She goes, it went in the wrong hole. I'm like, like no, no, no. It's the wrong said. pipe. <laughs> you're talking about the wrong hole. You say that in bed. That's not something you say when you're eating. Yeah. Um, Nosing-wise, we didn't really talk about this. This is this is almost like a Bananas Fosters on crack. Like if you were to take a Bananas Foster, pour an alcohol on it, and then flam- flambe it or yeah. fl- whatever. Flambe it. Flambe it. Flamboy. Flambe it. Um, that's what this smells like. Yeah. It's like a someone who took a, a bananas it's foster like a beach and then poured the like Caribbean. sambuca on it yeah. and then lit it on fire. Yeah, at a sandals. That's what this is. At a sandals, exactly, one hundred percent. Out of these, I don't mind this. Yeah, this um, is okay. I so think out of the I'm last going, three, I think I'm going to take the bourbon enthusiast one hundred proof. I mean, that's just the hundred proof. Yes. If you ever listen to before she left, Jackie Zykan would always say. 100 proof is where Old Forester shines. Yeah. The next pl- thing Barrel I'm going to go to they is only did just because there was such a there was such a call for yes. us with the with the, the uh consumer. And yes, industry standard yeah. of like But but she demand. even said that barrel strength is not where Old Forester shines. It sure. would be the 100 proof. And I would 100% agree with that. But here's the thing. It's my least favorite out of these three. I mean, I I this one I and I picked it on purpose. Is probably one of my favorite barrel strengths. Okay, it's it's really good. It's not tasting overly hot. I think Banks is having a dream right now. He was all shaky. Um, it's not overly hot, but it it finishes it finishes long. It's got a good banana note to it, but it's like a banana note with a shit ton of extra alcohol to it. Yes, so it does taste a little hot, um, but it. But it doesn't nose super hot. Mm. But it's good. I like it. This is probably my favorite of the barrel strengths that I have. And this is also a, a bourbon enthusiast. But at 130 proof, it's hard to it's hard to be 130 proof and not taste hot. And this kind of straddles that line. All right. I think we've uh, bored everyone for an hour and 10 minutes at this point. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I think um, we gave our ratings for the initial first six. Uh, the last three, you said the – what did you think between the President's Choice and the 100? Which one do you like better? <sighs> Old Force or 100. Okay, so you like the, the single barrel 100 over the President's Choice than the President's Barely, Choice yeah. over the barrel strength. Yes, I'd say that that's probably my similar. I, I'm going to say the same thing. I do like the president's choice. It is good, and it's a little unique from the the just from the aspect of it being a little bit more wood forward. There's, but it still has that typical um, old forester flavor profile to it. Sure. There's just more wood present. Um, the 100 proof is just 
everything you love about Old Forester, but just a little amped up, even yeah. though it's only 100 proof. Yeah. And then the, the barrel strength is good as well. It's Old Forester, like I said, it's basically a banana split soaked in alcohol, lit on fire. That's what you get Yeah. for this one. Um, yeah. Overall, this night was, I mean, it's good drink, and I think you can't go wrong with any of these bottles. We had nine drinks yeah. in an hour. Yeah, but they were small. They were small. They, they were small. small. But still, we had nine yeah. that we tasted. It's probably more like we had four to five. I, I mean, probably closer to four, I would say. Yeah. Once you once you took the amount of alcohol and then some of the proofs, I'd say it's probably closer to four. Yeah. Yeah. Probably right. Still, we had we tasted nine bourbons tonight. Yeah. So all right. Well, next week I we had to we had to put off Virgil came for another week uh, due to travel for work. Um, but we will have uh, Virgil Kane on next week. So thanks for joining in, and uh, we will catch you next week on another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. Thanks a lot. Boy. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. It definitely helps us to get great guests on our show. And follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. Bourbon.